Welcome to Critical Ditto, the Pokemon roleplaying podcast where we have the ice cream and also have the cone. You know what I mean. On my left, digitally speaking, is Alistair Hill. Please, Ali. Thank you very much for that, Stew. Serving you up a nice dollop of Raspberry Ripple is me, Ali, playing the role of Kenny Mullet. Kenny is a haunted yet empathetic young man. By his side, he has his trusty bowtie, the Dartrix, moustache, the Magikarp, Hoops, the Salandit, and, new addition to the team, Honchcrow. And I am David, and I play everyone's favourite non-binary Stracciatella, Theo the uh, beloved, uh, emotionally distant, but academically gifted, and some might say battle-proficient, member of the Church of Slaslow. Uh, nobody in this room would say it, but Barbarical would have some other words. And on that subject, Theo has six lovely members of the of the Church coterie, which are Meditite, Sawaddle, Cabbage the Kabuto, Togekiss, a very jockey Barbarical, and Jason the Kombu. And my name is Thomas Dale, giving you a Solero that is the Girlero brandy. Such a Solero. Winner of the first gym badge. Ex-cheerleader of the Pokemon champion who has a Baneri called Wimpy, a Skaroopy called Gary, a Munchlax called Snorleone, and, new addition to the team, a Bunnelby. How long will Bunnelby be a member of the team? Not long. <laughs> you can't escape the Bunnelby, Tom. I'm just going to take a bite of my Solero. Oh, brain freeze. I forgot what happened last week. Smooth like sorbet. Previously on Critical Ditto. Brandy, you face gym leader Kitan. And are one Pokemon down in a four-on-four battle. <laughs> Theo let me this Pokemon. I can do it. I've got to, I've got to win a gym badge. Go! Barbarical! It's a pincer in full berserker mode. Barbarical! Keep it at a distance! Rock throw! Pincer thinks it's one, but then falls to the ground. Kitan hurls out his second Pokemon. Araquanid! Barbarical rides the Gatorade liquidation and just land the rock hard on Araquanid's. Araquanid is left spinny-eyed. Kitan throws out a Galvantula. I'm going to use my lock point, guys. Snorleo tackles the Galvantula down to the ground. The final Pokemon that Kitan is sending out. The Vespiquen. Snorleo is able to get through the combis to land an absolute howitzer of a tackle. Here is your badge. Kitan reveals the Exo badge. Congratulations, Brandy. Kenny goes to this contest car. Hoops needed a win. That was unlike anything we've seen here in the, the yoga slash contest car. Of course, you, you get a prize. They give Kenny a yoga mat with a Gyarados on it. Theo. Yes, yes. I think I see something. I've seen her before on the ship. And Theo, you know, that is the girl who approached you in the daycare car. That is Enya. I'm Train Chief Arnold. And we are holding a second inspection. Kenny, with hoops perched on your shoulder, you exit the contest car clutching your new Gyarados yoga mat and weave your way past murmuring passengers edging their ways back to their seats with quiet discontent. The announcement of a second inspection is highly unorthodox and seems to have caught the majority off guard. You make your way past a dining car where steaming soups lie untouched on tables, crusty rolls left half buttered. Unsure as to where Theo and Brandy have found themselves after the gym battle, you head down the train until you reach a doorway. The atmosphere around this doorway is charged. A large S-class decal and the Formian Pokemon League logo adorn the opening. A red light blinks next to the doorway, ready to scan. You look down at the only train ticket you now possess. Looking back at you is the photo of Cassius Flash, S-Class trainer. You scan the ticket and take a final lungful of air as Kenny Mullet, skinny young botanist of Comover Town. You cross the threshold and prepare to become one of the elite. Hello, I'm Kenneth Mullet. <laughs> Do you say that to anyone in particular? <laughs> no, myself. I say it to Hoops. We're dropping in to the trainer lounge. So first things first, Kenny, we're going we're gonna to build this. We're building this right now. Kenny, what is the first thing you notice about the trainer lounge as you walk in? On the left-hand side, 
there is an all-you-can-eat buffet, and on that buffet are ice sculptures of various Pokemon of Champions Past. Y- yep, bear with me, Ali. Okay. <laughs> so listeners, Stu is frantically drawing the, the ice sculptures of Champions Past uh, oh, using, using only basic shapes. Currently, it looks like um, only rectangle. He's not ventured for a circle. I can't believe all uh, of the champions had a Diglett. <laughs> no! That looks a bit like an Acelgore on the right. Okay, sure it is. Yep, okay. I'm sure if you went and investigated... Kenny, you would, you would you would clearly see what these ice sculptures are for now, but from the distance of the table to the doorway, they seem abstracted and strange, <laughs> almost almost Picasso esque. <laughs> David, how many how many other trainers are in the S the exclusive S class trainer lounge? There are twenty seven trainers. Oh my god! Well, I hope you got your character voices prepared, Stu, because Kenny's talking to them all. David, I led I led with exclusive, <laughs> and you gave me twenty seven NPCs. I think David reacted to you trying to lead the witness. In what situation does everybody in the room need to talk? We could just no, no. Here we go. Here we go. Let me just get up the random name generator. I was just saying, there's people in the room. Okay. All right. So we've got maybe not all the twenty seven people are S class trainers, but some people have an entourage. I was going to say maybe twenty five of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny walks into a room and just finds 25 dead bodies. It's in with the tone of our podcast, to be honest. Okay, maybe, yes, maybe some of them have entourages, but without taking away some of your agency, David, perhaps, perhaps, and may I suggest a slightly... <laughs> three. Three. Great, great. Three phrases if we never had the original conversation. Um, Stu, I'm just coming up with a number off the top of my head. There's three. Three. That's a wonderful number, David. No, no. So that means that means that one of them has an entourage of 21 people. Which I love as a character trait. Okay, Tom, which trainer has an entourage of 24 people and why? Okay, I've, I've got it. It's, um, it's a small girl and her name is Caribbean Blue. That's not bad. That's not bad. Okay, Caribbean Blue. So why does Caribbean Blue have such a large entourage, Tom? I think she's worked her way up from nothing. And Ooh, it's nice. kind of like in the same way like a rap star or like pop star or sort of someone you imagine would bring all the people from their road up with them in this it's like i'll never forget where i'm from hey yo it's me caribbean blue who's this yo, right yo, here yo blue blue we love you we love you you take us everywhere listen blue is it all right if i lick the ice sculptures you cannot lick the ice sculptures i told you this i told you this somebody get dingo off the ice sculptures okay I like the Acelagore. Wheelhouse, get Dingo off the ice sculpture. Come on now. Okay, honey, I'll go get him off. Wheelhouse, Wheelhouse, help me. Kenny goes up to the other ice sculptures and is like, Oh my god, you can lick them. Honey, don't go licking those ice sculptures. Lindsay, help me. Two of them done the same. Oh, God. Wheelhouse, get get this other kid off. My Magby can only fire one ember at a time. I'll see what I can do. Magby, Magby. Oh my god, you've been with an S-Class trainer for so long and it's Magby still can't even do any more than one ember at a time. Come on, we've been training for this. Honey, you're the S-Class trainer. I'm the Yas-Class trainer. Yas! <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Wheelhouse? I love your energy and that's why you're part of the group. Okay, so we've got Caribbean Blue and her entourage. Of 25 people. We heard two of them. I, I'm going to imagine that Dingo and Wheelhouse are going to act almost as mouthpieces for the other 25. <laughs> Just imagine them all speaking in unison. A lot of them, even though they have different names, sound exactly the same. As basically Dingo. Wheelhouse is her own person. The truth is, Tom, before before Wheelhouse got a Magby, whenever anyone else licked an ice sculpture, they just cut off their tongues. That was it. End of. Smart. Caribbean Blue Scyther got really well used. <laughs> and they were just like, we need a fire type, guys. We need a fire type. Ali, who is like absolutely scoffing their face at the buffet table? Which S-Class trainer is chowing down? Her name is Hammer. Hammer Splat. Hammer Splat. Okay, and how many hammers does Hammer Splat have in her costume? Well, she has one actual hammer, and on her back she has one of those huge inflatable ones that you've been at fun fairs. Oh, great, yes. Three or four sort of, like, kids' plastic hammers around a belt. <laughs> Bob the Builder-esque. Bob the Builder-esque. And then one last one in her breast pocket that is foam for kids. Oh, that's the one for kids. Not the plastic ones on the belt or the inflatable ones, just the foam <laughs> one in a pocket. That's the hammer. The big inflatable one is for business. Oh, of course. That's my that's my business hammer. I'm glad we clarified. You have to shake the hammer, not the hand. It's just... <laughs> She is a well-built lady. She used to be in construction. Can I just say, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but this might be a character beat, so maybe I don't sound like a broken record. Hammersplat 
is an inverse of Squash Mallet. Oh my goodness! <laughs> is it a sister? Is it Squash Mallet's sister? It's Squash Mallet's sister! Yes! Oh my god, imagine the two of them as kids. Squash Mallet sending all, all this art up and Hammer Splat just smashing them. Squash Mallet loves destroyed substances, so Hammer Splat eventually would have Well, would have been David, a great I don't think she had any choice by the sound of things. Well, <laughs> you sounded so concerned for a fictional landscape artist. <laughs> I'm now even more worried about those ice sculptures than I was before, because like that's that's precarious now, isn't it, David? Yes. One more, one more little character for this room. Who is lurking in the shadows in the corner, and why? Why do they seem? Like they don't want to be seen. I was just going to say another character lurking in the shadows. I presume they've got a Zorark. Of course they've got a Zorark, David. Do I have to spit it out? <laughs> um, I'm going to say that this character is only in the shadow, not because they are a nefarious or weird person. They're a bit shy, a little bit... A little bit um a little bit awkward, but the reason why they're hiding in the darkest corner of the room is because their entire team is nocturnal Pokemon. And just in case they have to have a battle because they're in the S-Class carriage, they are keeping all of their Pokeballs... And Pokemon sort of in the shadiest section of the room. Great, I'm seeing I'm seeing this very sallow, gaunt face, massive owl-like eyes. Mm. Well, um, apparently, Stu, you're seeing salad fingers, judging <laughs> by that. I am seeing salad fingers, yes. Would you like to see me Noctowl? To avoid copyright, should we call them Fallad Singers? Can't we just call them Salad? Salad. Just salad. <laughs> just salad. Okay. Final final questions for each of your uh, your creations. What is their what is their most prominent Pokemon partner that is with them? Hammer Splats is a Conkledur. Oh, yeah. Tom, Caribbean Blue. Caribbean Blue's uh, Pokemon partner is... It's Jigglypuff. Oh, nice. She's a singer. She's a singer? Yeah. Oh, oh, she, oh I thought you meant like she was like a pop star. I didn't realise she was a pop star. Oh, maybe she thinks she can sing. I think she thinks she can sing. Oh, are they in a karaoke booth? They're in a karaoke booth. Yeah, it's red, it's red taped off, but it's a karaoke booth. Okay, great. And finally, Salad. I was going to say Crobat. Okay, so Crobat's, Crobat's just dangling from the ceiling. All right, Kenny, right, we know, what you're, we know where you are. Are you still stuck to the ice sculpture? Once he has been separated from the ice sculpture, uh, he takes a look around the room and takes stock of what he sees. Okay, Kenny, as you're taking stock, uh, an attendant comes up to you named... Tom, what is the name of the attendant? Manly. Great, Manly. And David, what is, what is one odd thing about Manly's uh, costume? He is very nervous about his masculinity and so has written the word manly in many different fonts <laughs> all over his waistcoat. Alright, alright. Yeah, man, man, man. I'm a manly, manly man. Like those broad, broad shoulders in the big bill pecs. Sorry, me, my name is Manly Man. It's just manly, Stu. I know, I know <laughs> my own name. My name is Manly. And what is what is your name? Hello, I'm Cat. And then Kenny... Holds up uh, his ticket and sees the words Cassius Flash on the ticket and quickly changes to Hello, I'm Cassius Flash. Oh, Cassius, are you uh, you weren't here uh, earlier uh, during the first inspection? Why is that? No, I was pooping. I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just repeat that for me. I must have misheard you. Must have done. I was on the toilet. For quite a significant amount of time. Sorry. Hey, yo, hey, yo, Manly. Yes, Car- Caribbean. You need to walk away because this is Cassius Flash right here, and I've heard about you, Cassius Flash. I know why you ain't been in this train car, because you think you're better than us. Yeah, I heard the stories, Cassius Flash. You think you're better than me? You think you're better than Caribbean Blue? Is is this guy better than Caribbean Blue, Wheelhouse? Oh, girl, nobody's better than Caribbean Blue. And everyone starts joining in. Hey, hey, cut it out, cut it out. You hear that Cassius Flash? People actually like me unlike you. What do you got to say for yourself? Um, hello. Um, sorry? Didn't expect you to be so, like, nice. Like, what is this? Well, you see, I had a really big poop earlier and it's, it's really cheered me up. You know what? Sometimes that does help me as well. You wouldn't think such a little person could do such big poops, but that's me. I sometimes do it. Ain't that right, Pooper? Pooper! Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep, I've, I've seen them. I've had to clean them sometimes. I've, I've had to get right in there with the, with the old, old flushing blush. Pooper's my grandfather. I had to bring him with me. Oh, I'm just grandma. grandma it's pooper. Grandpa Pooper. Uh, some say it was nominative determinism that I would be scooping the poops for the rest of my life. I, I, I thought I'd make a different life for myself, but here we are. Cassius Flash White. 
why you decided to come now. I was exploring the train. It's it's big. It's a really big train. You was exploring? Well, why would you need to go anywhere else? It's the best place. It's where the best trainers in the whole of the region come and hang out. I mean, look at us. Are we not cool? She looks weirdly at Salad, who's <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> Salad. Except for that guy. Don't talk to that guy. No, this is definitely really, really cool. I am... I'm not lying when I say you're a very impressive person. Kenny, have you uh, have you tried to make yourself look like Cassius Flash? I'm glad you brought that up, Stu, because at the end of the last episode, Kenny had no clothes on. Or, well, was in his underwear. In the sort of yoga room, there was a lost property area where people had derobed and left stuff behind, things they'd forgotten. So Kenny's going to have a whole new look, guys. wait. wait. Wait, you just stole a load of people's clients? No, he was like, these these are fair game, right? I'm going to be honest with you, Stu. Kenny put so little emphasis on clothes and what he looks like that he'd forgotten which clothes were even his. So I'm going to Google random clothes generator. Random clothes generator? That can't exist. Apparently it does, Tom. I'm typing. <laughs> I don't believe you. Called the Sears catalogue. Zing. There are a couple of things that have caught. I mean, Kenny keeps his bow tie, of course. There is something in the lost property area that reminds Kenny of something. So he reaches inside and pulls out this hat, and he looks at it and he goes, "Hmm, this this looks this looks familiar." And he releases his new Pokemon friend and goes, "This hat looks very similar to what this Hunchcrow has on his head." So he asks the attendant what it's called, and the attendant says it's a fedora. So Kenny goes. I'm going to call you Fedora. And then I'm just going to generate some random clothes. He picks up some bangles and he puts them around his wrists. And then, oh my God, you guys. So Kenny also wears a full suit. He picks up a coat on top of the suit. So, you know, actually looking pretty sharp for old Kenny and then ruins it by picking out, this is genuine what came out, a tankini. Has he put the tankini on on the top? He has. (laughs) What is a tankini? It's like a tank top bikini, right? Yeah, basically. Well, I don't know why I was addressing you like he was some kind of normal person. Now that I can see what's going on here, you think you're some kind of big shot. Uh, Caribbean, are you are you insinuating that you think um there's, there's something off about Mr. Flash? Oh, I don't know. I've never met the guy. All I'm saying is I think there's something off about his personality. I think there's something off about his attitude towards the other S-Class trainers. Why he ain't been in this... Car. I'm really confused. Only only a couple of sentences ago, you seem to really like me. Yeah, but then I looked at what you're wearing and I realised I didn't like <laughs> you. I think it's time that I put you in your place, Cassius Flash. And Jigglypuff steps forward. Wait, wait, wait. Do you, 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 want to, you want to fight in here? Well, this is the S-Class trainer lounge. I can do what I, I like. Isn't that right? Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for even uh, even speaking up, Ms. Blue. If you'd like to uh, to hit the button, and we can... Uh... You know, Manly, you've got a great name. You could be, you could fit in with my crew with that kind of name. I've already got Womanly oh, really? over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey there! <laughs> Manly sees Womanly and is struck. It's like when two, two halves of the same whole have met for the first time in their life. Ah, uh, it's like when Barbie and Ken meet in Toy Story 3. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I think the way David voiced... Womanly, it's it's Ken and Ken. It's definitely Ken and Ken. I mean, the great thing about them is that both of them may identify as men, but that Womanly is is desperate to be more feminine and Manly is desperate to be more masculine. And together, they will find something beautiful together as they tear down the gender patriarchy in the spin-off, Manly and Womanly. Womanly, you're always talking about the gender stereotypes and the norms. I'm, I'm just to... saying the patriarchy is pretty messed up. Yeah, we know, okay? I'm you, You're telling me I'm Caribbean blue. I've been fighting the patriarchy for so long, and that's what I'm about to do when I take it down Cassius Flash. Tom, what happens when you hit the button? Hit what button? So there's a, there's a button. Next to all the S-Class trainers, there's a button. <laughs> you know, when you become an S-Class trainer, you get a button. <laughs> when, I hit the, when I hit the button, the top of the carriage just opens up. The bottom goes down a bit more, but we're still on one level, and it slides out to the side, so we're like sidecarring the train cool. um, no no walls salad like jumps to try and stay on <laughs> must stay in the shadows ah! okay great so there's no walls correct no walls the wind is blowing hard so we've basically got a little battle arena that has been created you versus me cassius flash two pokemon that's all i need to take you down it doesn't really look like i have a choice <laughs> yes said said hammersplat i am into this what happened to the buffet here? That's the real question. That's come out with us. 
Oh, thank goodness. I just didn't want that couscous salad going to waste. Meanwhile, David, what did Theo do immediately after seeing Enya slip away and having heard the call to for the inspection? I think Theo seeing Enya go away was, and then hearing the, hearing the announcement about the inspection was torn between two very clear paths of action. One is chase Enya down, find where Enya is going, find out what's going to happen with Team Nautilus. And the other, that infuriating thing called compassion that they have learned over the process of the last five days is... Uh, that they should probably should probably check on Kenny because what we know is going to happen is something bad is going to happen to to the poker power member of the team. So Theo looks around, sees Brandy, who's still celebrating their their gym win. The problem dawns on Brandy immediately. So you see Theo and Calico approaching you, looking looking quite worried. Oh my god, Theo! What are we going to do? Sounding a bit Caribbean blue. <laughs> Oh, what are we gonna do, baby? Oh, I do that, no girl. <laughs> I can't, I can't see Kenny anywhere. Kenny's got that S-class ticket, and we're not gonna get let into the S-rank trainer carriage, are we? And also, another problem, yeah, is we've only got two tickets, and now we've got you know who, and she gives Calico a look. Oh, you referring to me? Yes, I'm referring yes, to you. me, who was very crucial and useful in the last five minutes. Theo, tell, tell her, tell her what I did. Useful in the last five minutes? What did you do? Maybe we have found the Team Nautilus spy. I did it. I, I'm the hero. Who is it? Is it Kyan? I bet it's Kyan. I wish it was that easy because then we would have already defeated them, but no. <laughs> So do you remember that small girl who came up to talk to me after I had that single-handed victory over that Mr. Rhyme impersonator? Enya, that girl, is the spy. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was a little girl. Just so you know, whilst you are bickering, that girl is about to leave the arena. I may regret saying this, but I trust Kenny. And Kenny's got an S-class ticket now, so we can't follow him. We need to get to our seats, otherwise we're going to cause untold amounts of trouble. Although, I guess neither of us have poker powers, so what bad could an inspection do to us? But no, the big problem, Theo, and we need to decide this quickly, is that we only have two tickets. Why don't you follow Enya? Just follow. Don't do anything crazy. Just just try and follow her, alright? I'll take Calico and pretend Calico is you for your ticket. Okay, and if anybody asks me, I'm just one of the acolytes who's here in the working on the church carriage, and I'll baffle them with some facts and or a spell to bedazzle them. Use your confuse ray. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Theo is wildly in awe of Brandy's sheer chutzpah in this situation. Uh, and is impressed at how good we all are at espionage and deceiving other people. Theo, I feel so different now. I've got my, my gym badge, you know? Oh, brilliant. I feel like a leader, you know? I feel like I've levelled up. And, you know, I know you and Kenny are still on sort of level zero. But here I yeah. am on level one. On the subject of your and... trainer prowess, could I get that barbarical back, please? Just. Oh, yeah, take it, take it. <laughs> Tom, just so we know, what does the exo badge look like? The exo badge, sadly, is just Kitan's face. It's not a one to really show off. Okay, great. So just to clarify, we've got Theo attempting to follow Enya, and we've got Brandy and Calico going back to the... Back to the old train car. Calico is going to pretend to be Theo. Is this, is this what's happening? Yeah, we've got to go to that train car every episode. Oh, okay, okay. So we cut to the the infamous train carriage in which Brandy, Theo and Kenny originally had their seats, now occupied by Cassius Flash, still napping, Calico and Brandy. You can tell the atmosphere, the atmosphere has definitely changed. It's it's definitely more tense than it was the first time the inspection happened. A, because we've had the experience with the Meowstic Lady and B, because this is the second inspection. This never happens. So people are a little bit scared. But we cut in on Calico, Brandy and Cassius ostensibly preparing for this inspection. David, would you be happy to play Calico playing Theo? Yes. The role of my career. All right. For the last time, Calico, try it again. Okay. 
do your intro. Always be asking questions. Good. <laughs> that's, that's the tone of questioning that Theo does. Brandy is bad at Pokemon battling. Okay, but you've got to say it with more venom. You know, you've got to say it with that more like you believe it because I know no one will believe it now. I've got my egg so bad. Now, which Pokemon do you not remember? I don't remember my what is this question perfect <laughs> <laughs> oh my god will you both will you both please just shut up you know what cassius flash we're trying to do something important here we turn up in this in our train car with different people doing different things all the time and you are not once been curious about what the hell we're up to of course not because i don't care i've established what i care about let's get him a sweezies Okay? But you should always be asking questions. Who is this? It's Theo. Isn't it obvious? It's obviously Theo who you've met twice now. Right, okay. I'm not... I'm, I'm, despite their weird tone, I'm not questioning this. I'll go along with it. I'm Kenny. I'm, I'm Kenny. Exactly. You're Kenny. Now do your intro. I, oh. Do your intro. Hello there. I'm Kenneth Mullet from Comover Town. I have a Dartrix called Bowtie. There, you happy? That's insanely good. Whatever. I'm going back to sleep. That's an S-Class trainer for you. Oh, by the way, by the way, Cassius, before you go to sleep, just wanted to let you know, I got the Exo badge and I didn't use the fire type because I don't, don't need your care. advice. So, don't just care. Just Thank wanted you to know All that right. before you go to bed. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, the inspection begins. Ali. Yes. This time, it's it's not it's not Bobbert Bobbing. It's not Bobbert Billington. Who is who is this new inspector and why are they absolutely terrifying? Stuart, this is Grundle McScrooge. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That was so quick. Where did you have Grundle? Where's he been hiding? Grundle hasn't been hiding because Grundle can't be missed. Grundle takes up the entire carriage, but he's very short. Very short and very wide. Oh my goodness. He takes up the entire carriage, but he's incredibly wide. Bearing in mind, I did I did say, why is he terrifying? Well, that's why. Because he's so wide. Because he's a geometric nightmare. Oh my God, he's so wide. I want you to imagine a very squat, but very fierce man. What is his Pokemon partner? His... Pokemon partner is an Alolan executor. So we've got short and tall. There's a cop drama in the works. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the Alolan executor is three carriages down and the neck is just like snaking it and around. <laughs> it was me thinking, here we go. All right, we'll get, we'll pre- we'll get a proper scary inspector. <laughs> and we've got, we've got like Morecambe and Wise. How dare you? Short and wide, Grundle McScrooge with his Alolan executor is, oh, is terrifying. Oh, Grundle McScrooge, he's short and wide. Doesn't come in in because you got too hyped. It's got so Banjo Kazooie so quickly. It's just <laughs> <laughs> you wanted Resident Evil and we gave you Banjo. <laughs> Stu looks so disappointed. To the listeners right now, Stu is so upset that we've completely torn down his plan. It's all right. No stakes. No stakes. No worries. Don't worry, Stu. I'll do my best. I'll do my best to make him scary. Fine. When you roll, when you roll your five, oh, Grundle's coming for you. <laughs> He's coming for your heart. Okay, Ali, can you can you take on Cassius? Wait, Cassius is Kenny. Oh my god, so we've got two people pretending to be other people that they normally pretend to be. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you're mainly asleep. How convenient. Stu does not trust us with Grundle McScrooge now. Not anymore. <laughs> wrenching it back, <laughs> wrenching it back. I don't know what I'm going to do with Grundle now, I'm so scared. Wide. Wide, Grundle. Why? If I just pull my cheeks out wide. Oh yeah, that's terrifying. Is this, is this scary? I mean, we can't see it, but yeah. Why? Why? Well, how do you think I got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the inspection is beginning. It is. It is totally different now. Remember those little devices? Kind of benign, but if they found something, they were they were bad. They've been like turned up a gear. They, if they were set to stun before, now they're set to like. They're they're set to grundle. They're set to grundle exactly. But yes, he's approaching, and there's some people in other cars that are quite clearly taking these tests and experiencing some pain and it's it's not nice and here we go grundle approaches your carriage open up okay brandy uh, opens the door but just before she does she says remember who we all are we're all us and she winks at calico calico gives an incredibly slow wink oh jesus i'm opening the door okay tiny wide grundle pushes you aside move move aside I imagine Grundle sidles in. I have to turn. Give me a second. And I, Grundle enters. Well, we'll get on this side of the car. We'll get on the, everyone get on this side of the carriage. Then you've got a bit more space. A lonely executor pokes their head in. Executor. 
Executor. Eyeing you with the different heads. Grundle says, Alright, who's in here? Who's in this carriage? Um, my name is Brandy, and um, I am the owner of a gym badge. Bully for you! Who else is in here? <laughs> my name is Theo... Church. <laughs> Brandy just slowly ha- head in hands like, oh god. Why... Why are you sweating? I have very active glands. That's disgusting. You're disgusting. Who's who's this? Who's this sleeping bag person? And pokes starts pokes. Oh no! Uh, get off. Um. Oh, hello. I'm Kenneth uh, Mullet. Um. I have a dartrix called Bowtie, and he flashes the train pass. Tom, what is what is the hard question that Grundle comes straight in with? It's me, Grundle. Um, I'm trying to do the face thing, but it's not as terrifying when I do it. <laughs> it's because you've got tight cheeks, Tom. Just loosen up, baby. Just loosen up. I was bobbing, bobbing. <laughs> now, you were all involved, involved in the incident earlier with the, uh, let's say, unnamed one with unnamed abilities. Uh, so I want to know now. Tell me exactly who on this train has poker powers. No one on this train has poker powers. Yeah, no one. No one No one has poker powers at all that I know of. I got attacked by one. Theo? There's one... And Calico is having a real real moment here where Calico's like, do I... Who do I betray in this situation? Do I... <laughs> Calico can't keep track of his allegiance right now. So Grundle, Grundle homes in, homes in on Theo slash Calico. And I think Calico has a weird mercenary brainwave. Calico's aware that, I don't think no is going gonna, is gonna to get them completely off their back. I think offering a little something summon, as Calico is so good at doing, is probably better. And I, so, I think Calico goes, there is a girl on this train with poker powers. What? What? Okay, this now, this now this feels like a roll. Oh, jeez, how do we do this? This is this is unprecedented territory. I think should I roll to see if I can pick up on what Calico's doing? Sure, as you're the only player character technically present. Yes, it's a behind the substitute. Surely, if Brandy's trying to work out what they're doing. So you need to roll, Tom, plus charm. I'm a plus one in charm. It's a seven plus one. It's an eight. That's good. Eight is good. Eight is successing. Okay, so you get one question of the following. Is your character telling the truth? What's your character really feeling? What does your character intend to do? What does your character wish I'd do? How could I get your character to? Oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. I'm looking at Calico and I'm trying to... I'm not obviously going to ask this question, but I'm going to get the answer somehow. I want to know what does Calico intend to do? So, David, what is Calico going for here? This little charade. Basically, tip off the train that Team Nautilus is on it uh, as an attempt to as an attempt to distract them from us. Oh, so you're kind of trying to make make it look like Enya is the one with Pokemon. Yeah, just trying to be like, there's a bigger threat here. Don't focus on this carriage full of ruffians. Brandy picks this up, because I imagine Grundle is ravenous for this information. Oh, give me more! Feed me! Feed me! Uh, Yeah, we we did see a girl, uh, quite small, actually. She was in, uh, she was in the daycare, but she's sort of with the church. I don't know what's going on, but she's got these weird... Uh, powers, and I saw her, I don't know if I saw, I saw that she had... What did you see? What did she do? What terrifying, horrible thing did she do? I saw her uh, put on a wristband, and the wristband... Good, great Arceus! Oh no! The wristband had a picture of um a sort of octillery kind of ship sort of thing. I think I've seen that logo before. Yes! Ke- Ken- Kenneth, where have I seen that logo before? The one with the ship... And the octillery on it. I think Cassius Flash uh, picks up a little bit of what's going on, and their sole objective is, of course, to get people out of this carriage so they can get back to sleep. So says without really knowing any of the context or history of the situation, they just say, "Yes, I think it was Team Nautilus." <laughs> Thanks for your very quick response. I'm all about speed, as long as we can speed up this investigation and get this man out there looking for the real villains. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying, Grundle. We love having you here. You're a great guy. Um, And we just we just wanted to tell you that Team Nautilus, that's the one, Ca- uh, Kenny. Thank you. They are a sort of pirate, sort of evil team. Yeah, I think, you should they? really no. go out and look for them. 
Okay, now, now, Brandy, can you roll a manipulate someone? Am I helping? Are we all helping? Let's give Brandy a plus one from from both our fellow carriage compatriots. Yeah, guys, could this be the new group? <laughs> <laughs> It's the same group, but the people are just pretending to be people. Um, okay, I'm a plus two now, because I've got the added plus one in charm. Here we go. It's a seven plus one plus one. So a nine this time. Ooh. Okay, so a nine. For a normal person, on a 79, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. I think Grundle loves this information and is great. Of course. And the best way to do this would be if he could just take Brandy straight to the train operating chief to describe the girl in detail at the front of the train. Then she has to leave Calico. Calico and Cassius in a, in a car together. Calico and Cassius, do ba doo This is potentially very useful information, Brandy. You need to come with me right now to the front of the train, where Chief Arnold would be very, very happy to hear you of this. Um... Okay, and you don't want either of these two, just just want me. No, no, one of them's sweating profusely, and the other one seems to just want to sleep. You seem like the ringleader here. Oh my god, Brandy, you should totally go. Quick, go, get out. And Cassius is like kicking her out of the carriage. Yes, leave me alone. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. You you are drenched. <laughs> like, seriously. Brandy's like, okay, I guess I'm going with you. Now, thanks so much, Theo and Kenny, but I expect you both to be here when I get back. And she gives Theo slash Calico the most evil eye she can. Cassius is already asleep. Do you want to roll evil eye? Yep. You're never going to believe this. Double sixes? Double sixes. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it always these silly rolls, Tom? I need to stop doing silly rolls. Brandy has literally used mean look, and now I cannot escape. You cannot escape, yes! There we go. Who's that Pokemon? Magby. Tom holds up the applause sign. Yay! Woo! All right, all right. Are we all ready for a midsection tonight? Mm. Woo! Yes! Well, our first guest, and by that I mean listener who's emailed in, is Joey Griswold. Thank you, Joey. Cut straight to business. So, his name is Kane. Big start. He is a thief who is more like a Robin Hood type. He finds Pokemon who are treated badly by their trainers and steals them away. He then finds people who will treat them right. He can't do this out in the open, so he usually does these dealings in shady or hidden areas. He is also always on the run because the police are looking for him. But no one really knows what he fully looks like. He also has some sort of way to transfer the Pokemon over to their new trainers to make it official. For his look, He is always wearing a hooded jacket to keep his face in shadow, but you can see his blonde hair poking out, just a touch. He has four of his own Pokemon. He has a Greninja and, guess what, a Zoroark (laughs) to go with the whole thief theme. Tom, Tom, really, really quick question. On, On the submission form... Yeah. Is there a box they have to tick that says has a Zoroark? Yeah, must have. Did you include? Why did, did you include I that? I included that all, <laughs> all NPC writings must include a Zoroark because otherwise uh, we won't read them out. But guess what? Every single NPC in this world has a Zoroark. I think, to be honest, Zoroark in our world is a Pidgey in the form here. <laughs> it's a route one. I can't wait for this listener NPC who's this infamous Zoroa breeder who just goes around Formia <laughs> handing out Zoroas. Only finding edgy people with slightly renegade careers so that they can hand out these Zoroas. Hey, hey, do, do you lurk in the shadows? I, I, I do, do, yeah, yeah, do you, yeah. Do you, do you hate your mom? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have a Zoroa on Oh me. my god, thank you so much. Peace out, much. bye. Mm. Guys, let's stop fleshing out not the listener NPC. Okay, real talk, real talk, Kane. No, we've got another He's... one. There's more. There's more to Kane. What What do you mean there's more? We've been talking about Kane for five minutes. I said he's got four Pokemon. Is it another Zoroark? Are they all Zoroark? No, they're not. Twist, they are. He has two unknowns. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. That's got you interested. The question mark and the exclamation mark unknown. They are actually used to tell whether it's safe to meet or not. The exclamation mark means it's not safe to meet, but the question mark means safe for now. That is awesome. Oh, so it's like a it's like a signal thing. Yeah, love that. Does he have additional unknowns for like you know slightly different situations? Maybe it's like where there's like 
I think someone might be coming, but I'm not totally sure yet. Is there a fire? Does he have a fire hazard unknown? <laughs> I'd love to see unknown emojis. God forbid the aubergine unknown comes out. Really <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like, you can go down the alley. Something's going to happen. <laughs> the other unknown comes out, but it's just the two eyes looking unknown. <laughs> so is Kane a vampire? I think so. I think so. I mean, he can't he can't operate in the daylight. He only hides in the shadows, which is tricky, I would imagine, for sort of handing over Pokeballs. I mean, what happens if you're in the dark and you're trying to exchange a Pokeball and there's some kind of mix-up, right? That's why he only breeds Zeruas. He knows for sure if I have one less Zerua... Now you see that, you've cracked it. No, but the problem is, guys, he doesn't breed Zeruas unless we also make... This character, the Zerua Breeder, because that's not what (laughs) Joey wrote in about. Can I just point out that I genuinely thought that they'd come up in this suggestion? (laughs) I'll be honest, I did too. I did too. I'm I'm way off track. I'm sorry. No, he was Robin Hood, yes. The only thing I was going to add, which is significantly less exciting than our own inability to tell our ingenious suggestions apart from our readers' ingenious suggestions, um, is if he's got these unknown, are they former church surveillance unknowns, or that he's, he's converted to the cause, or... I mean, they are, because if they were church unknowns, they wouldn't be supporting him. So has he maybe gone on the run from the from the church previously, stolen these two unknowns, made them part of his team, uh, most wanted by the most learned? That's the newest Need for Speed game. <laughs> I think Cain took the unknown because he felt like the church were mistreating them by using them simply as... Um, things to watch over people and has put them to their true task which is to convey messages which is to watch over same... other people yeah <laughs> exactly so how does Kane fit into the world what is what's Kane's story of formia okay well i suppose the way to find Kane, Kane's robin hood so we need to find his sheriff of nottingham who's he nicking from well we know we know there is a certain buizel hoarding pokeballs and we found out in the vignette that she seemed to be hoarding them for seto kappa so it seems like seto kappa is collecting Pokemon for nefarious means. Maybe maybe Kane's hitting the supply chain. Suggestion. By day, Kane is your everyday Kappa Corp accountant employee. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. Kane is Janus? No. What was his name? Jansen? Jansen? Was, was that, that his name? Jansen! No, wasn't Jan wasn't Jansen the Andros rival? Yeah, but you made him an accountant, Ali. <laughs> oh my god, we You did. cursed him with accountancy. We did. You were like, what boring fate can I give to this poor and man? And guys, if and you rearrange like... the letters of Kane, you get Jansen. Oh my god, you do! So, oh, so wow. it's true! So Kane is Jansen by day, and Kane by night, and is sort of using, you know, has found sort of fudged up figures in the uh, Kappa Corp yearly accounts, and is told just to brush over it. Don't ask any questions. Jansen wouldn't ask questions, but Kane would. And yeah, is now using their knowledge to steal Pokemon from the warehouses. Loving that. Nice, nice. There he is, Joey. Joey, he is in your world. In your world? Yes, he's in your world, but he's now he's in our world. That is the first listener NPC we have ever met retroactively. Yeah, yeah. that's our first NPC that's already been in our world and we didn't even know it. Thank God we came up with that character and never did anything with them, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, jo- so Joey, if you're thinking like most of the listeners, who in the blue shinks is... Jansen, well, you need to go back to a little arc I like to call Frenzy Plant, buddy. And you need to listen out for one singular mention for a character called Jansen. I actually, I actually think if you want to listen about Jansen, you're better to go to the Reflect. That's where Jansen's real development occurs. The real development of Jansen is right here with Kane. So thank you, Joey. And if you have a character who doesn't have a Zororic, please email criticalditto at gmail.com with your character suggestion or even your town suggestion. We've had a couple of town suggestions that have been really fun. I'd love to get more of those. I've got an idea, an item suggestion. Give us an item suggestion. Love that, love that. Can we just just have a scent? Can someone just send us an aroma? Maybe something that evolves male combis? I don't know. (laughs) Ooh, that would be useful. An item that emits a scent that evolves male combis. That's the challenge, everybody. Oh, look, I'm holding up the applause and boo sign. At the same oh, time. Wait, do we choose? Do we choose? Oh no, oh no. It looks like the midsection's over. It's out of status. Welcome. Quick, back to the show. Bye. Who's that Pokemon? It's Magby. Right, let's cut back to the S-Class trainer lounge with Kenny and Caribbean Blue about to face off in a Pokemon battle on this 
outdoor sidecar battle arena. Stu, do you want to take on Carrie and Blue, please? <laughs> oh, sure! I'll, I'll be Blue! So, I'm sorry, I'm shouting because we're outside! It's well, really windy! Sorry, it's really windy, Whoa. I can't hear you. Listen, Flash, faux Flash, I'm going to take you down a peg! You deserve it! Jigglypuff, go! Sorry, I have no idea what you're saying, but I think you want me to send out a Pokemon. Go on, Hoops, out you go! Wind is rushing, the train is going, Hammer Splat is just chowing on the couscous. Manly has joined Caribbean Blue's entourage now with Womanly, so they're up to 28 now. Caribbean Blue is exactly the person who everyone she meets, she invites to be on her entourage. Which is ironic, considering that her entourage is, look at all the people I bring with me from the start. And she just keeps adding people everywhere she goes. The question then is, why is it only 28? (laughs) Does she just keep losing people? In the wind, in the wind, a couple fly off. She's like, I'll I'll get some more, don't worry. I think all the people that she actually started out with have all left, but she just gives their titles to new people and pretends they're the same person. Why do I have to be Grandpa Pooper? (laughs) There have been 17 wheelhouses and all of them are exactly the (laughs) the nearest sassy person. And Salad. Salad is just so hungry and is just desperately trying to sneak up on Hammersplat to steal some of that sweet, sweet salad couscous. Kenny slash Cassius. Jigglypuff's coming at you with a rollout. What do you do? If Jigglypuff's taken the initiative, making the first move, Hoops, I want her to create an advantage. Hoops, watch out! Get over by the food! Okay, great. So, so you can either roll plus speed, or you can roll nothing and see if you can double your winnings. Uh, I'm going to roll plus speed. <laughs> uh, especially because Salander is plus two on speed. And I needed it because I rolled a five, which plus two, thankfully, makes that a seven. Oh, but well, that's okay. So you you get to you get to pick one of the following. You can take plus one forward. You can heal one harm. You can inflict one extra harm next time you damage an enemy. You can force your foe where you want them, or you can suffer one less harm next time you take damage. I'm going to stick to the narrative here, so I'm going to take less damage on the next attack. Nice. Okay. So Salandit listens to Kenny, and because she's a flip lizard, she acrobatically cartwheels towards the food. And I think she lands in a stew of some kind and she allows this stew to kind of form over her skin and form this kind of crusty armour of some kind in this goulash. So Caribbean Blue, it's okay, the rollout started, we ain't stopping, we don't stop, no stop, no stop, keep going. And uh, the rollout wheels round, Jigglypuff wheels back and fires back towards Hoops, what do you do? Hoops is going to simply jump in the air and fire a smog at it. Roll kick some for us, Liz. Rolling special, which is plus two. Rolled a six, so that's an eight. Excellent. So we deal we deal harm to each other. They're both stage one, so plus one. No bonus for being above. And it is super effective, so it's plus so it's plus two, and then you're D4. Yeah. Please yeah. roll, Ellie. It's rollout super effective. It is. So they're currently they're both dealing two damage. So Jigglypuff rolled a two, so Jigglypuff is dealing four damage. Minus one, because of the extra armor. That is only a two on the D4. So you're dealing four damage. It's it's enough to take Jigglypuff out. Jigglypuff is... Well, it's enough to take both of them out. Oh, it's a double KO. Okay, Ali, what does the double KO at the at the couscous table look like? Salandit lands, but she jumps over Jigglypuff, not anticipating the kind of speed of the rollout. And as she lands and turns around and spews this poisonous, foggy mist, Jigglypuff is kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because she knows if I roll into that foggy venomous mist i'm gonna go down but i have to do what my pokemon trainer has told me to do so if i have to go in there i'm gonna take this thing down with me and she spins and hurls into salandit and i think salandit is thrust back into kenny's arms and kenny catches her as kenny catches her hoops just gives a little sala before she faints did someone say my name <laughs> did, did not did you salad back to no? the dark with you oh, okay so Jigglypuff has ended up in the in the poisonous mm. goulash? Yeah. It's a mixture of poisonous goulash, splodge, and smog. Kenny thinks it's not worked, uh, but then as the smog dissipates, you see, you know, an unmoving X's over the eyes Jigglypuff. And Hammersplat's like, it's it's still good, right? <laughs> right? It's just a bit of Jigglypuff. I'd definitely avoid the goulash if I were you. <laughs> okay, Tom, how does Caribbean Blue react to having Jigglypuff faded? Oh no, that was my best Jigglypuff. Oh, you know what? How many, how many Jigglypuffs have you got? I've got a lot of Jigglypuffs, okay? Caribbean Blue only uses pink Pokemon. <laughs> Not blue. Not blue, definitely pink. Okay, so what's her second Pokemon, David? 
Well, I'm going to get up a list of pink Pokemon, that's for sure. I've given you I've given you a huge, crippling disadvantage with your pick. Oh, okay. Okay, I know. Her second Pokemon is a Lorantis. Nice. Okay. And Cassius, what is your second Pokemon? Cassius slash Kenius, Canassius, is going to go with the Pokemon he trusts more than anyone else. He's going to go with Bowtie the Dartrix. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're trying to match my grass type. Were you in for a big surprise? I'm sure I am, but I'm not very good at comebacks during a battle. <laughs> you need to talk to one of my one of my guys. Hey, comeback. What should Cassius Flash say as a comeback, comeback? I just said um, you're in for a surprise. Uh, what, what, why don't, why, why don't, why don't you say, um... <laughs> You. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, comeback? You are the worst out of the out of the eight comebacks who've been in your role. You are easily the worst. Listen, could I be pooper? I'm so good at cleaning up poo. Grandpa pooper and comeback. You need to switch. You need to switch your nicknames. Oh, I, oh, okay. Oh, this is the best day of my life. Okay, comeback. Now you gotta do a comeback. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. What did you say? I said you're in for a surprise. Okay, zoom in, zoom in on his brain. <laughs> oh, surprise, surprise. Look in my eyes. No, that's just a rhyme. Come on. Come on, but you can do this. All right, surprise. Surprise, boo! Did I scare you? Okay, it's not bad. You need to work on your comeback. Consider yourself comeback in waiting. <laughs> Lurantis lunges at you with a fury cutter. What do you do? Oh, interesting. Bowtie, attack it from above with your beak. Use a peck attack. Lovely. Okay, roll some frost, lass. That's another eight. It's another eight. Okay, so they're both stage two, so plus two. They're not. They're not higher than each other. You are super effective. I am not super effective. So you're plus three on your roll. Ah, oh, it's a measly one on the d four. No, so so you're doing a total of four damage. Okay, uh, Lorantis rolled a four, so Lorantis is doing six damage. Ooh. So uh, Lorantis takes the peck and blocks it a little with her leafy blades. Tung, 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 tung. What happens with Bowtie? Bowtie goes in for the peck but gets far too close and Lurantis is ready for this and has prepared this buggy blade which slices Bowtie down into the floor hard and she skids into the darkness where Salad resides and unfortunately has fainted and all the other trainers in the trainer lounge just see two, Salad's two creepy fingers just leer forward and close Bowtie's eyes. It's all okay. It's all okay now. You're with me. You're with Salad now in the dark. It's all going to be okay. Bowtie, no! Kenny rushes over to his fallen friend. Tom, how does Caribbean react to having won the Pokemon battle? Party Rockers plays on the karaoke track as uh, we move back into the... Um... Do we have the rights? Do we have the rights? For no, that? we Ella definitely don't. Oh. Is, it, ah. is it called Party Rock Types in this situation? <laughs> Party Rock Types in the house tonight. The, the sort of arena moves back, stops being sidecar <laughs> arena and goes back to being the normal... S-Class trainer lounge. After all the stories about you, Cassius Flash, ain't you the one who are meant to take on, like, people single-handed, and I beat you? Yeah, that was weak sauce. Bowtie, are you okay, buddy? Oh, don't worry. Don't worry, he'll be fine. Also, when did Cassius Flash start caring about his Pokemon? Look, I know you won, but I really think you need to learn a thing or two about manners. I know enough about manners. Manners, tell him what I know about manners. Stop having people that are things. Oh, you're right. I don't have anyone called Manners. Oh. Oh, dang. Hey, Cassius Flash, you fancy joining my entourage's Manners? Well, I mean, no, but I'd be very good at it if I was. What would you say to me to give me Manners then? I would say Manners are about respect. Having respect for your opponent and having respect for yourself. I feel like we should just have a roll because I like that. I like that intimidating command that Kenny was going for. So Kenny, can we get you to roll plus charm for me? With pleasure, Stu. Kenny is a plus one to charm. However, that is a four. Oh, she's all right. Here we go. Kenny as Cassius and Caribbean Blue are arguing. Hammer Splat uh, retreats back to the ice sculptures. Uh, Salad back to their their shady shady dealings. Suddenly, the door to the S Class Train Lounge opens. <laughs> And in the doorway is Melissa Mullet. Oh, you were just waiting for me to fail, weren't you? <laughs> you wrote the four.
Tom, where has Theo tracked Enya to? I think Theo has followed Enya, who's actually been working her way slowly forward on the train. So I think Theo has actually tracked Enya all the way to the furnace, which we've mentioned before. So I think she's going there. Excellent. Okay. We cut in on Theo, who has used stealthy abilities to get through the sort of the people who are going back to their carriages. You've managed to do this quite easily because there's been a bit of chaos, a bit of a bit of toing and froing with the people, not really knowing why they're going back to their carriages. You've been able to use the confusion and discontent to to worm your way through. You've been tailing Enya from a fairly safe distance, but you reach a point at the front of the train where for most people now this would be off limits, only for, you know, official train staff. And you see Enya, she crawls into a vent uh, because she's small. This is one of her defining characteristics. She is small. She is a child. So she finds a vent and this vent is kind of smoking and steaming. And it says like, danger. Do not, do not go in this vent. Small girls, stay away. It's real bad. I know, I know, I know children can fit in it, but don't do it. Don't, they're curious. It's a very long note. But you see her look around, make sure there's no one looking. She, she doesn't see you. And she releases a Pokemon. Ali, what Pokemon does she use to help her get inside this vent? She releases... It's dark in the vent, so she's going to need a Pokemon that emits light. So she releases a Lantern. Great. So a Lantern comes out and maybe shocks some of the machinery around the vent. <laughs> lantern also also uh, cools it down because it's like hot metal, but it's a fish. So it goes... That's great. Cause it, oh, yeah, because it's so hot and fiery. This is perfect. So, lantern, lantern. Bzz, 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 bzz. Sends four distinct shocks to the corners of the vent. <laughs> Falls down. And lantern and Enya crawl into the vent. Um, Theo, what do you do from here? I think Theo has been has been so stealthy as not one to be noticed the, the whole time. Uh, but Theo is, a, Theo is a broad. Theo is muscular is strong and so Theo sees this tiny vent being crawled into by a as we have not defined at any point small girl just so everybody knows Theo's like I'm not going to be able to get I'm not going to be able to get in there I think if if I don't I'm not going to be able to get in there and I'm going to lose her if I let her keep going down that vent there's no way that I'm going to know where it's going to go I don't know the train that well I know the external layout from Jason but I just don't I don't know the ins and outs and I'm not going to get to know it Theo concludes that they need to use Meditite telekinesis to drag Enya back out of the vent and interrogate her. Oh, you're just going to go straight in for interrogation? Yeah, because I just there's no there's no espionage here, and also we've proved that Meditite can lift people. Like I mean, it's just like this at this point. What am I supposed to do? I love that. There's none of that, says Theo at this point, having snuck their way through the entire train. This is interesting. What role is this? Do you think act under pressure? Yeah, I think so. Okay, and we'll say that we'll say that Meditite is is acting as a as an extension of you. Theo in this in mm-hmm. this instance. So I need a roll of plus cool, please. So Theo is plus one in cool. So I rolled a five and a two, plus a one for the renegade number of an eight. I remember the time when we only got sevens. Remember that? We're going up in the world, guys. So on a seven to nine, the narrator is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. That does not feel okay. like a success. <laughs> <laughs> that fe- <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, no. What's, what you want is going to happen. What you want is going to happen. You are going to drag Enya back out of this vent. So, David, you command Meditite. And again, it's another one of those wordless wordless interactions between you and Meditite. You release Meditite. Meditite. And... Yeah, I don't think Theo says a word to any of their Pokemon. Meditite comes out. It's like, Meditite? You gonna say anything? Just... I think I think you know. Listen, it's been a while. Come on, prove yourself. Meditate's like, oh, I just feel like I'm a HM slave at this point. Telekinesis here, telekinesis there. You want me to cut a branch tomorrow? Meditate's the surfing Bidoof. As a Pokemon slave that it is, does indeed do your bidding. <laughs> we used to hang out, Theo. We used to do stuff together, that. And as as you can hear Meditate make telekinetic contact with Enya, there's a clang clang. With vent, as you can hear her feel this pulling, this this wrenching from behind, <coughs> as she gets pulled backwards. You hear scrabbling, struggling, lantern panicking as well. Look down the vent to see what's going on, and just as you see Enya being wrenched back, losing her grip, and Meditite winning, you see her throw a pokeball down, <coughs> down into the vent as she's pulled out, snaps back against a wall near where you were standing. <coughs> what have you done? Do you have any idea what I had to throw down there? Oh, it's all ruined. You have doomed us. 
I think you would have doomed a lot of people either way, Team Nautilus. Oh. You know? You know? I had a very good informant point out exactly who you are. Now I need to know what Team Nautilus plans on doing on this train, and if you don't tell me, I'll let you know that I've lost enough people today that I'll do just about anything. You can see Enya is panting hard. Her eyes are wide and wild. She is, she's terrified. She's like this trapped animal. You can't hurt me any more than your organisation already has. The, the, the church. I hate having to pretend to like you. You have taken so much from me. From my parents. You are all nonsense-spouting, knowledge-hoarding idiots. I'm, I'm, I'm with pirates. Do your worst, you roby nerd. Theo kills her. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know what, I think I know what Theo's going to do in this situation. Meditate. Why don't you show her that we mean business? And I think that this is maybe something that is, I don't think this is like an actual genuine torture decision, but it's maybe a slightly more corporeal, as in I provide, like, a spanking? (laughs) <laughs> Meditype puts her over his knee With a force palm just <laughs> Meditype Meditype but I This think is maybe... for your own good I don't want to do this <laughs> You're making me do this <laughs> I think Theo has probably used telekinesis On, on uh, misbehaving acolytes before In a way to strike the fear of, of Slowking into them And so I think that Theo is just going to go for a version of that And one of the tactics was to Levitate children just quite high quite a danger like you know sort of six feet in the air i'd just be like i could drop you at any point okay theo's become the ultimate villain at long last this is this is kind of quite an intimidating role but we're going to make it behind the substitute because i think you're trying to get information out of her correct yes theo please weirdly roll plus charm (laughs) so charming this move a charming levitation up you go so i'm a zero uh for charm roll 2d6 classic that feels a bit high for Theo. I was a minus one and then I leveled up a while back and then I became a zero. So I rolled a seven. Okay, so you can ask one of the one of the questions that we had earlier. Theo's gonna ask, what does your character intend to do? Okay. Um so so after a bit of uh, a bit of psychic It's just 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 lifting her up. I do belong to a medieval educational institution. I think it could have been a lot worse. Joining a pirate team, that's a paddling. Being a spy, that's a paddling. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, what does your character intend to do? Alright, there's there's a respite, and she's like, uh, Alright, 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 please, let me down. She's on all fours on the ground. It's too late anyway. The wheels are in motion now, and you cannot stop them. Well, I mean, that that could be true, because we've had a lot of real failures in the past, but I, I'm pretty convinced that whatever you can throw at us, you've probably not heard about just how good we are at stopping Team Nautilus's plans. My task was to stop this train. They gave me a volatile electrode. That electrode is now in the bowels of this train's engine. And electrodes aren't really known for responding well to heat. There's like a, there's a real cold dread sets through Theo. Because Theo was already like that, that, that vent is, is off limits to me. I don't know what to do with that. And now something has to be done. I think Theo knows that there's maybe a Pokemon that could go down that that shoot and solve this and so Theo opens up a Pokeball and goes okay Sawaddle time to prove it well the stakes truly have been raised Theo in a battle with a small child. Theo being mean to children is such an energy. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, It's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. But I need to thank a few people. So, so I'd like to thank Michael Sands, the creator of Monster of the Week, which is the sort of basis of Pocket Monster of the Week, which is the game that we are playing um, that Stu adapted using Monster of the Week as a base. Uh, I'd like to thank Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective, for the albums Canto Symphonies, Johto Legends, and Time and Space. And I'd also like to thank Glitchek City for their incredible music that can be found on their YouTube channel. Of course, I'd like to thank the creators of Pokemon, Satoshi Tajiri and Jinichi Masada, and I'd like to state that we are a fan-made, not-for-profit podcast and have no affiliation with Game Freak or the Pokemon Company. 
I have to say this for legal reasons. I think I'm not a lawyer. I've guessed and I've put this in. And I'd like to thank you for listening. And yep, we're still on this train. And we're still going to be on this train for a long time. But it's getting exciting now, though. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. And finally, I'd like to thank David, Ali, and Stu. But remember, go catch them all. And by all, I mean your dreams. There's a song called Caribbean Blue. If you can get it in the podcast episode, you you get a cookie.